and welcome to the latest episode of the Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John and I'm joined by the man who once called the Uruguayan superstar Alvaro Recoba, Reboca, Mr. Robert Toby. <laughs> Good evening. Oh, God. I always wonder where you're going next with those. Join every time. How are you? I'm all right, Scobie. I'll, I'll be honest, we're, we're recording this late on a Thursday night. Um, I've been out since 6.30 in the morning because my work are pretty much keen for us to be in the office as much as we can. I've played five asides that was, can only be described as a sort of hell in a cell type match. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of my good friends, Jimmy Ketz, was lobbed into the, this, the, the fence of the cage and came out bleeding. And I'm sure you'll be delighted. I'm sure you deserve that. Six, but it was, uh, it was, it was, it was just aggressive. I don't know. We we play fives every week, and it, it's normally you know competitive. But these guys just were after us the whole time. So I'm I'm a little bit pent up. And um, yes. And how, you, how also just had to, you also just had to sit through a um, the end of a, of a European run, another one. Uh, let's let's yeah. just elephant in the room. Get out of the way. Well, as you, as you told our listeners last week, we were hoping to do the podcast early on in the week, but you know your your flight arrangements do get ahead of the podcast. Um, yeah, so this, at this point in the pod, I wanted to talk about how great Scottish football has been in the last week. You know, last last Thursday night, Celtic already in the next round of Europa League. Rangers, great result. Aberdeen, very good result. Motherwell went through on penalties. I was going to talk up the Scottish game, but unfortunately tonight, um, two of the Scottish teams have fallen. Um, Aberdeen fallen to the you know the the Lisbon Giants of Sporting Lisbon and actually gave a decent account of themselves. But uh, Motherwell they did. Pumped. They did, and of course you know European football uh, is only a distraction from the from the league and therefore from fantasy football Scotland. So in all honesty, we are pretty happy to see Motherwell and Aberdeen depart. Um, it means they're going to be giving their full effort every week, every game week for the fantasy football Scotland players out there. Is that all right? Exactly, none of that rotation shite for uh, for European exactly. football. It's all about it's all about Scottish Premiership. So I'll just uh, remind our listeners to please follow us at FitbarPod on Twitter. We have been engaging a lot on Twitter this week, so please do that and uh, leave us a review on iTunes if you fancy it. However, uh, however good or bad you feel uh, this forty odd minutes is from your week. So that'd be appreciated. So this week, we are going to go through some of the news. We've already touched on Europe, so we'll just look at a couple of the transfers. There's been a big, couple of big ones. There's a couple of big rumours. In the second part, uh, Mr. Rebocca will take us through the games from the weekend, focusing on three, and we'll try and chat about the rest of them. And at the end, we've had a rake of questions. A rake oh. of questions. Um, I, I will be Chris Tarrant. Like a rake of questions. Yeah, I will be Chris Tarrant. Or it's, uh, is it not Jeremy Clarkson now? On uh, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? And, and yeah, Scobie. you've got a bit more of the tarrant about you, I think. <laughs> Scobie will be shiting his pants on the £64,000 question. <laughs> and, uh, pound question, more like. Um, <laughs> okay. So, so we'll, we'll jump into the transfers, Scobie. I don't know if you've been... Um, what, 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 what caught your eye this week, uh, Scottish football-wise? Um, well, it's going to be talked about McKenna. He's aware of the door. Um, well, obviously Aaron Hickey. 
leaving hearts today. I'd love to be able to sit and talk about that. Did you see the, you the see the welcome video to I Bologna? Did. And what was your views on that, Scooby? One of the one of the strangest. Um, for those that haven't seen it, you, you kind of start in a black and white, um, what is meant to be a lock. Uh, it's just a body of water, and then a dinosaur appears from it. Before Aaron Hickey comes in and hoists the dinosaur out of the water, and then stands there holding it in a tank top and says something in Italian. I mean, it's fucking mental. You've not it's watched it. Titles. The word was in Italian. It sounds like I just made the abs of going along. That is exactly what happens. It's absolutely bonkers. But anyway, unfortunately, that doesn't matter. Fancy what's gone, so we'll keep moving. Uh, you know, McKenna away to Nottingham Forest, um, a move that was a long time coming. Uh, big loss for Aberdeen, isn't it? Yeah, it is, it is a huge loss, and we'll come on to it in the Motherwell game. His uh, loss was definitely a significant point for Aberdeen. Uh, I think, you know, Aberdeen received an uh, offer off Aston Villa, a couple of January transfer windows of £7 million and rejected at that time. And a lot of people had said that maybe that was a bad decision. But you know what? Forrest have come in. Aberdeen have held out for the valuation they wanted. They've got £3 million up front. They've got £3 million in add-ons, so like appearances, Scottish appearances and all that stuff. 20% sell-on clause, and I do believe Derek McInnes has a reach round at the end of it as well. <laughs> I'm sure that 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 was the sweetener in the deal. Do you think um, do you think COVID's and the impact of of that, which is all all clubs, big or small, are feeling has has had an impact undoubtedly. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. Scooby there. Um, Dave Cormack, the Aberdeen chairman, has come out saying that Aberdeen are in a 10 million pound deficit as of uh, this year compared to what they were last year, just due to Less uh, ticket sales, less TV money, um, and and you know they they tried to bridge that gap in as many ways as possible, and they and they got to about six million just through you know extra ticket sale like season tickets, people buying all that shit and stuff like that, and there is a three million gap, and I think McKenna has filled that, so I think yeah, Scottish football teams were more um, open to offers for their for their best players, and we've seen it unfortunately, you know, Lyndon Dykes leaving the league, and it's another, uh, you know, Scott McKenna has his flaws, but let's be honest, he is a top operator in the Scottish Premiership, and it, it is a, a shame to see him depart our division. Um, I, I wish him all the best at Forest. Yeah, and you can only say I hope it's a it's a good thing uh, for the national team. Um, who else? What other moves? Caught to your eye. Well, I don't think it's, a, it's an actual move, but Ayer at Celtic has been touted to join up with the COVID-positive Zlatan Ibrahimovic at AC Milan. <laughs> uh, whether that move goes through or not, who knows, but it, mm-hmm. it definitely comes into your thoughts from a fantasy football Scotland perspective. Do you want to have him in your team? Maybe you do, because then if he leaves, you'll get your free transfer. But at the same time, I just think you want to make making transfers of guys that you know are going to be in the league for the, for the rest of the season. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you were talking about last week. Um, you know, we, we talked about that with Duffy coming in as well. I went with Duffy, of course, on the week when he was offering nothing. But uh, yeah, so I, th- I think um, if, if that is in the rumour mill, maybe stay away from him for that reason. Yeah, agreed. Uh, one other, we talked about Craig Bryson leaving Aberdeen. He's actually now joined St. Johnston, mm. um, which will be a massive drop in his salary. I believe he was on about six and a half grand a week at Aberdeen, and St. Johnston don't pay more than two grand a week. So he'll be taking a big dump. And then, uh, not so much transfer news, but pure fantasy Scotland news. Our good friend Sutty um, opened up this question on Twitter. If you actually go into the Fantasy Football Scotland app, 
and go to transfers and click sell on every single player. Now, don't shout yourself, listeners. You won't lose every single player. <laughs> I was very nervous doing this. Because <laughs> I did yeah. accidentally do, I had the wild card fiasco before. I thought this is it. This is the end of my podcasting career. That's all that's up. But, yeah. well, what you will get from it, Scooby. Do, do you want to talk us through it? Yeah, so if you sell them all, you get, uh, it reveals your team value, which obviously team values, um, you know, generally in fantasy football formats, FPL, for example, uh, people rightly or wrongly get quite caught up in it um, and they see it as an important thing. Obviously, it does arm you with the ability to purchase and purchasing power. Uh, But anyway, it gives gives you, based on the 60 million, what you're valued at now. Would you want to hear my value? I'm, I'm, I'm waiting with all ears, man. You're waiting with all ears. I am at 61.8 million. Wow. Wow. And if you thought that Scooby's team was significantly better than mine, you might be surprised to hear that I only come in 0.4 million below you, Scooby. Oh, wait, you didn't go. That must be <laughs> those green arrows. Those green arrows of late. You have been catching me. I mean, I mean we'll just talk. We'll go into the next game week, but I mean, what a disaster of a game week, really. I mean, I think the average points was about 25. Oh, it was, it was really difficult, wasn't it? it I mean, was... from, a pers- from a personal point of view, I'm uh, now playing competitive 11s game on a Saturday, which kicks off at 2pm. So, obviously, kickoffs at 2, the teams come out at 2 because kickoffs in Scotland are at 3. So, I'm, I'm frantically warming up and then running across the pitch to check the selling start at 11 <laughs> and see what's going on. And in my, in my, I don't know, I was, you know, thinking about football, Yes. Well, not fantasy football, and I just saw Taylor start, and I thought, brilliant, neighbor, keep him in, make my other uh, other transfer, and I didn't realise that French Eddie wasn't he starting. <laughs> he didn't even look that far down the team sheet. Yeah, he didn't even give it. Ben forget as is. <laughs> Those famous words from this podcast. And well, let's get into it. We've got lots to talk about uh, the week that was. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. Late on a Thursday night, I might have had a couple of beers. So, Scooby, please take me through. Remind you of what happened. Well, I hate to remind you, especially it's night of all nights. Um, But there's one game we're going to start with. um, And it was Aberdeen at home at Pataudry hosting Motherwell on a great run, obviously. Four wins uh, in a row. Could they make it five? No. This, this just in, <laughs> no. <laughs> Narrator, they did not. Uh, <laughs> an early penalty from O'Hara. Very early goals, all three through first half. Yeah. Uh, it was his second, obviously, scored in the midweek encounter as well, the European game, second in four days. Gives them the lead. Always worth knowing that O'Hara is the is their penalty taker. Uh, we do love a penalty taker. And it was pretty relentless from there. It was Jojo. Super Joe, Super Jamie Langfield. <laughs> yeah, Clangers. Uh, yeah, Joe Lewis put his best on. It was disappointing. Yeah, I mean, look, the game was over very early, as all you've already alluded to, Scobie. Uh, Joe Lewis pretty much gifting them the best part of two goals. Mm. It was a bad day at the office for Aberdeen. Um, you know, I actually, I've been trying to like take a step back here and think there's a lot of inconsistency in this league. And going back to what we talked about in the first podcast, people were getting caught up in bandwagons. Yeah. So, you know, 
Aberdeen had, a, I actually even said last week, like, I think Aberdeen's form has been overhyped slightly. You know, they had a couple of good wins, but they've still only scored five goals in the Premiership this season, right? They've had a, quite a mean defence. They lose Scott McKenna, who, as I say, for all the sins, is the best defender in that team. And, you know, maybe a result like this was coming. So what I'm trying to say from a fantasy football scoring perspective is when you see, like, a team like Aberdeen or Motherwell or whatever, like, going on a run... Mm. Maybe don't plow your team full of those players because they are liable to split uh, to slip up. Yes. Um, you know, Aberdeen made three changes for this game. They all looked shite. Uh, you know, they had a decent result in Europe last Thursday, which we can allude to, um, mm. which uh, Motherwell had it as well, but they weren't playing nearly as good a side. And it maybe just caught up for them as well. Um, Funzo Ojo, get out of Aberdeen. I will drive you to wherever we'll pay for He was hauled off after 45 minutes, wasn't he? He is absolutely horrendous. Get rid of him. I think the big thing here is we've waxed lyrical, lyrical, not Liverpool, about Ross McCrory, and he was playing in defence of this game. He needs to be playing yeah. midfield for Aberdeen. Yeah. Uh, so that was poor. Uh, from a fantasy um, perspective, uh, McKenna's gone in defence. Yep. So where, where are you getting your defensive assets from Aberdeen? Because as I say, there's inconsistency. I think this is is a blip. I think they will come back. The one guy that's going to start every game is Andrew Constantine in defence. Mm-hmm. Because you've got Tommy Hoban who can't play consecutive games too often, just use his injury um, yeah. history. Shea yeah. Logan's not getting a lot of games. Hernandez isn't getting a lot of games. So Constantine's your one there. But you yeah, know, name was, was once described as what? Uh, a fine Argentinian Malbec, I do believe. Do you think he's finally aired and he's ready to be poured? Poured all over your fantasy football team. <laughs> you know what's going on? I reckon that's like a week 35. I mean, what did you make of the game score? I, I, yeah, no, I think you've covered it well. I think, yes, you do have to be worried about bandwagons. I don't think it's time to chuck your Aberdeen players by any means. Um, equally, I don't think it's time to you know, bring in lots of uh, Motherwell players quite yet. But it was interesting to see that you know, um, they, they beat the uh, Glentorn, was it? Who was it they were playing the European team? Oh, God, the names escape me. Well, they have five um, Any idea? Uh, Irish team, anyway. They were playing them. Uh, got a few goals, obviously, against them, which you expect against a, you know, a semi-professional team. But then they then came on and were scoring for fun in that first 45 minutes. It could have been four easily. I thought, you know, from a fantasy football perspective, the one person that is worth considering for Motherwell at this point is Chris Long. Okay, yes, they do have Rangers next. So maybe hold fire on that thought. But uh, he seems to have kind of, we were talking about that that striker position being a little bit up for grabs at Motherwell. He's 4.3 million. You've definitely got to consider him. Um, I thought Alan Campbell was fantastic all game, but more from a football point of view. I don't know if he's quite, you know, a fancy. Probably just not worth the price tag, is he, Scobie? On no, fantasy no. football Scotland. Yeah, definitely. And, and somebody that, you know, we had kind of cast aside that we obviously have the, 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 the famous search party for at one point in the season. Liam Polworth, as we maybe predicted, and now that Turnbull's gone, he's now back in the fray. He takes set pieces for them. When they get him involved, I mean, he's got great delivery. It's crossed for the header for big, um, big what's-his-face, Bevis Mugabe. Um, yeah. That was a, you know, it was a lovely cross, and, and he put another one in for, for, for long, I think. So the one that's slow. So he looked great, too. So maybe keep an eye on Polworth. But um, let's just see how it goes. It was a bit of a blip. Um, and I suppose we should talk about McGabby a little bit. He's um, best. Uh, we always like talking about the best value per million. 
Yeah. Uh, McGabby is looking like one of those guys. And if you do fancy Motherwell in the game weeks coming up, and we always talk about this game week 13, in which Motherwell will be playing in, maybe McGabby's one of the guys to get in, into your team. Absolutely. And look, it's not, I, I, maybe, maybe this is my bold prediction for the week. I'm, doing, I'm, I'm on a run of one of one now. Um, I would not be surprised if Motherwell held Rangers. Mm. This weekend, yeah. I, I don't think that's the craziest thought. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think they'll score lots of goals, but I could see them holding it. I think that a bit of spirit could kick on if that does happen, or even if they don't get pumped, you start to consider Motherwell again. I think, like, you know, they just look better, um, and yeah, lots to look at there. And um, you know, we love, we love a stat, Scobie. So, Motherwell have won four league games in 2020, and two of them, two, so 50%, have been at Pataudry. <laughs> Love that. Um, well, talking of teams um, potentially turning a corner, um, I want to now focus on Kilmarnock uh, and their game against Hamilton at the weekend. Um, 2 1 win for Kilmarnock. Um, and I think maybe signs of them starting to get their season back on track. I, I think they've actually had some good performances and not got the points to match it this year. I think Kilmarnock have looked quite good. Um, and so, yeah, there they were. I mean, one man that we talked about on this pod at one point uh, a couple of weeks ago um, was Greg Kilty. He was looking like a steal at 2.4 million. Um, he's still a steal at 2.6 million. He's now got 18 points in his last three games. Um, and he kind of looks like he's just kicked on. There was an interesting interview with him saying he felt like it was his time to kind of kick on. And he was just great. Like, all that first half, he was, he was a terror. Um, a lovely assist from the ageless wonder, Chris Burke, too. Um, and then it was a game that kind of turned its head. You thought, come on, we're going to get away from it. Um, back came Hamilton, as we know, never write them off. Adolphin, he was called out recently in a, in a Scotsman's article, which you, which you shared with me, as one of the sort of finds of the season. Uh, you know, what did Hamilton go and do when they had desperate needs at centre-back? They signed a right-back from one of their rivals, uh, a guy that had been cast out of the league, it looked like. Uh, and he's been an absolute revelation, has he not? We talked about a dolphin, uh, Hamilton, you know, being a, yeah, being a really good uh, threat from set pieces, shall we say. I always think Hamilton's corners look so dangerous. I think like, they get an end of them. So Dolphin's potentially the one there. Um, I'm going to stick with my guns here, as I always do on this pod, and say don't put any Hamilton players in your team because I just think they're going to disappoint you. Uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to go back to Kilmarnock. So actually on the side of the pitch on Saturday, the transfer I did make was putting Nicky Kabamba in my team, which Love proved that. to be an astute piece of business uh, from Forest Hat, which I thought was excellent. Uh, Kabamba has now scored seven goals for Kilmarnock since joining from January. And Scobie, did you know that all seven have come at Rugby Park? So if Kilmarnock are matched up at home against probably, you could say, anyone but the old firm league, you can pretty much guarantee that Kabamba's going to score. And mm. he's, he's, he's priced in that point that's what, he's 4.2 or 4.3 million. So he's, he is 4.4. So he's gone up 4.4. Yeah, he, but he is the third highest scoring striker in, in the league, in the game now. He's on 27 mm. points, I think, alongside Deutsch and Stewart. So, yeah. There's no doubt about it. Kabamba, he did have an absolute calamitous moment when he got the through ball and he stepped in the ball. It was, it was Uchi-esque, um, if you get that reference. 
Um, it's an absolute, it's an absolute belter. Um, check out if you've not seen it, but he did then obviously come back um, yeah. again after Chris Burke uh, drove in. Uh, I thought he was fantastic, Chris Burke, actually, all game. Drove in after intercepting the ball about halfway line. Uh, and yes, Kabamba was there to, to slam I suppose, it I suppose my point with Kabamba as well is that, you know, Burke is quite expensive. Uh, Brophy is very expensive. And if you want to be getting that exposure to Kilmarnock when they do win, you know, one game in three or whatever, yeah. Bamba's likely to score. And at 4.4 million, as you've now told me, Scobie, he's not that. Um, an expensive player and just a good one to have in your team. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think just a word on um, on Brophy though, just because you did mention him, and I know quite a lot of people have been bringing him in recently. I thought he was actually really harsh with that red card, and I think in turn, if you own it, I think that was quite harsh on you. Um, the minus two that you'd have received um, for that, you know, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be happy with that. I think Brophy and Kabamba could be a really interesting strike partnership going oh yeah we talked about before it's electric right and I mean the problem is is that Scottish referees and you could probably point to Easter Road at the weekend as well is that they are like a sort of bingo lottery you don't really quite know what card or decision yeah. is going to come out of them and that's just part of the magic that is yeah. Fantasy Fitbar Scotland <laughs> the Scottish Premiership for sure uh, talking about magic in the Scottish Premiership Dundee United welcome back Lauren Shanklin starting for the first time, I should say, and guess what? He scores. Uh, what, was, was that? what was that Twitter page that you follow? <laughs> I don't follow it anymore, I don't even know about it. <laughs> it was just a resounding yes, and then they deactivated the account, I think. Um, it was an absolute beauty, over his shoulder, edge of the box. Poor old Bobby's Lamel. Had no I chance know. whatsoever. Um, but Shanklin was great. He was my transfer, so my two bits of business, just for reference, this uh, game week, I took a minus four hit, actually. Got rid of Frimpong and put in Duffy. Awful shout. We'll come on to that later. And a captain didn't, just to make it all the worse. But I decided to get rid of Ross Stewart. <clears throat> Good decision. And I went with Lawrence Shankland. We talked about it on the last pod. Great run of games. And it was so good to see him get that goal. And I think for Scotland as well, really good to see him get that goal. Um, what with a big, busy international fixture list coming up very soon. Scotland's number nine, Scobie. Ah, uh, according to Mellon. I'll tell you what, though, um, and thanks to the guys at our peers uh, Fantasy Football Weekly for spotting this out, is that Adrian Sporl, or Scobie, I don't know how you want to pronounce that. Uh, it was Ivan Sproul. Remember him? I do remember him. I thought Ivan Sproul would pop back up for Dundee United. Loved a, loved a, loved a hat-trick away at Celtic for the Highbees. Anyway, uh, th- th- this chap, Sproul, probably gone under the radar, actually, um, in, in all fantasy teams, if honest, and uh, had an excellent game for Dundee United in this game. And uh, we've done a little bit of digging, because actually he's the, he, he comes out as a defender in Fantasy Football Scotland. And what he's been doing is been playing left wing. So, I mean, you could call him, I suppose you could call him the Argentinian Bale. Maybe, maybe that's a stretch. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, and what I did was I, I I hounded down a Dundee United fan page to try and get a little bit more uh, information on this chap because I have to be honest, I don't watch too much of Dundee United week in week out as much as I try to for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and this guy uh, on Twitter has said that he's got a level of unpredictability about him that really makes him a, quite an attacking option. He came to the club as a left back uh, last season. 
but was pushed forward in the championship for a few games. He played 11 games last season, scored a goal and got one assist. And the rumour was that the language barrier was going to be an issue getting into the team as often as he can. However, now he's in the Premiership. He seems to be playing really, really well. And I think it's quite a good shout to get in your team just because he has that exposure as a defender that's basically playing an attack. What do you think? Yeah, I think he was, he was great at the weekend. Um, 2.4 million as well. And I actually, it could have been all the better if it weren't for flipping Captain Reynolds and just a, just a moment of madness of stinking bit defending uh, leading to that goal. I mean, Dundee United should have had a clean sheet. Um, so then, I mean, how many points is that? It's the the, the um, yeah, going to bring you home uh, alongside the goal. So, yeah, and I think they've got a good run of fixtures. I think they're pretty good at the back, actually. Um, Seekers, we've talked about loads. I thought he was fantastic again. Um, and it's good. He's good probably been arguably the with Marciano at Hibs has been goalkeeper of the season. Absolutely, no doubt about it. Even when they've played the like you know likes of the old farm, he, he's he's been brilliant. So look, I think that defence is worth always worth considering, especially over the coming weeks. And I think he would be a great one. So yes, very good point. Somebody that's sliding down our scale of defenders that you have to own might be the Lords of Renfrewshire himself. Richard Tate. I was actually gutted to see it. Like There's things you like to see in football and there's great men in Scottish football and Tate appears to be one of those great guys. And Well, I mean, what can you say about, about the sending off at the weekend? Uh, just in what was a bloodbath of a weekend as it was, you know, with no clean sheets coming from anywhere. Um, you know, some goals... He just didn't need minus three adding to the weight of it from 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 old from old Richard, old Dicky Tate. So yeah, not great. But Smyrna are in an awful spiral now. I mean, that's four losses in a row. Yeah, um, I'm pretty worried. Is it is this time to get rid of Abika, Scobie? Would you say? Yeah, we were so <laughs> high on him. <laughs> he really I just said the time to get rid of him was three weeks ago but he somehow still found his way in my team through some blind loyalty uh, so that's the loyalty of this league that we, that we love but um, yeah I mean he's, he's still the man to own but the, the rest is in inside no way um, quick round off of the other games there were obviously um, lots of goals lots to talk about um, really uh, for us we've not talked about either of the old firm games in um, any great detail but um, the Rangers clean sheet dream is over and yeah. uh, I hate to say, say I told you so but what was my bold prediction uh, your bold yeah. prediction was that Rangers would concede a goal and to be fair Scobie you've been hit and miss in this podcast probably more hit than I have and uh, this one was <laughs> another hit for you uh, Hibs, Hibs looked pretty good I mean Boyle looked excellent with his two assists and, uh, and Doidge I've been waiting to drop this bit of knowledge into the podcast for a few weeks <laughs> hit me with it. Hit me. And, uh, and Doidge uh, was previously so he's Welsh right and he was previously a professional basketball player was he actually? So he, yeah so he's played basketball for the Welsh national team no and he, way if if he continues his what is now excellent form at Hibs, you know, could be even the shout of playing for the Welsh national oh, definitely. football team. Yeah, yeah definitely. Would definitely. become the first ever Welshman to play for both the national basketball and football teams. You've got a bit of Welsh blood in you, John, so I'm sure that um, 
Sure, I do. Get some fire in the loins. Um, yeah, look at 2 2. Um, there were some goals there, Morales obviously scoring again, but um, the clean sheets are gone. I think that that hurt most people in this league, I am sure. Uh, similarly, Celtic weren't able to hold up a clean sheet against Livingston. That was a really entertaining game. Five goals there. We could, we could have talked about that for a long period of time, but just, you know, um, one thing to pull from the Libby side, um, I think set piece taker and sort of all-round creative engine Jason Holt might be worth looking at. Because yeah, I think yeah, there's definitely. not an awful lot of other attacking options there. As we talked about yeah. Pittman, I think Holt's interesting too, 3.4 million. Um, and then Celtic said the ball, Ajeti, Christie, McGregor all on the score sheet. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say I think Ajeti looks like a bandwagon worth boarding if you've not already. Four goals in five games now. Yeah, I think I think Ajeti looks like a really astute piece of business from Celtic. And he looks like the perfect kind of striker that you need at a club like Celtic in a league like the Scottish Premiership, whereby mm. you're going to get some good chances, but you need to be very, very clinical. And he seems to be that guy. And we've been asked it on the Twitter questions this week, so maybe we'll just knock one of them off now. You know, is a jetty the, 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 the asset you want as a striker at Celtic? Because just because of Edward's price and his injuries Absolutely. and his, you know, rotation risk, it's just not worth it. I Absolutely. Think. Absolutely. is the one you go with forward. Yeah, I, I to- totally think that um, wholeheartedly. I think, you know, if, if you got him early, I got him at 7 million. And I think that's going to look like good value because I think he will go up a bit more. I mean, let's not get it. This guy wasn't a flop. There's West Ham fans saying that they kind of felt he never quite got, you know, a full run at it. You know, if he's good enough at West Ham, the premiership, this guy, is, you know, he's no slouch. Um, and I think he, he looks really really exciting so yes and probably more so than okay Ruth's injured but with Morales kind of coming back to bit of form and still being there you know Ajeti's probably the the, the, the the striker in that kind of bracket you'd look at the premium bracket that you're talking about yeah um, a striker you would not be looking at anymore and as I've already alluded to is Ross Stewart no goals or assists in his last four outings but Ross County did get back to winning ways with a cross with a cross for me and Vigors which just Vigors? Vigors, man. Ian Vigors! <laughs> that slipped out. That was a little slip of the time. Oh, I think that wraps us up. Quickly. So, so, so Vigors, uh, I'll just chuck a little stat in there. He's one of three players in the Premiership on four bookings. And as I'm sure all our listeners know, is that five bookings means a suspension. So if you're thinking of getting Vigors in your team, just be wary that he might be suspended soon. The other two players on four bookings is Alan Power at Killy. Yep. And, of course, Scott Brown has finally been found out. You're joking. Power is stamping and general uh, shit-outing of other players is on four bookings as well. So just be careful with them. Um, just, a, just a word on County Scobie. I know we're meant to be quick, but uh, their defending has generally been their Achilles heel. Um, for the entirety of their premiership return, conceding two goals a game on average since promotion uh, a couple of years ago. However, all three of their victories this season have been by the scoreline of 1-0. Good stat, that. Well, I think that wraps us up. Let's head into part three and some ferocious, I'm sure, questions.
Hello and welcome back to part three of this week's Fantasy Fit Bar Pod. <laughs> How's that for you? You feel small eye on me. <laughs> well, right, Chris. Mr. Rebocca, here is your first <laughs> question. <laughs> From Brendan Wilhide, is it time to unload French Edley? Edley? Edley. 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 Shanklin's fixtures look fantastic and he's finally healthy. We need funds to improve a midfield wasteland. Scooby, this is quite a great question. Great question. I'm going to take that one. And do you know why? Because, yes, so to answer answer his first question, do I think it's time to offload Eddie? Um, I'm going to say yes, because I think you can drop down to Ejeti as we just discussed at 7.1 million. You can free up some funds. And I think he's still... He's proving whether he's starting or he's coming off the bench, and he now does look back to match fitness. He's going to get goals. So if Eddie goes, which we think he will, and he will in the next couple of weeks with the window closing, um, then yes, I think it's also time. And, I, and I, the reason I say so is uh, yes, release the funds uh, maybe elsewhere, particularly in the field. I am actually thinking, John. Dun, dun, dun. I've done <laughs> I Sorry, think I'm just it might be. I think it might. I think it might be wildcard time. No way. Such is the the source. Such is the the scars of last weekend, uh, and a bit the state of my squad. Um, I've had a bit of a look at it, and I'm not going to run through the entire team. Um, but um, I think if I were to kind of free up some funds, I think Ryan Christie looks like he's coming back into the form. Now we've talked about him in Forest Valley; like they were kind of outpriced in the game it's sort of high 7.5 8.5 million he's at 7.4 million if he was moved now i think that actually could be the thing to do if you can free up that million and bring him in um i'd be looking at guys like uh kilty which we've talked about already you know 2.6 million for kamarnik do like him um i still i'm still on board with the aberdeen midfielders so you could stay up there with hedges or with um with ferguson or even scott scotty wright yeah, just 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 a word on uh, Lewis Ferguson, Scobie. Uh, Sam Cosgrove is apparently due to return just after international re- uh, international break, not rake, which is early October. And at that point, Lewis Ferguson will no longer be on penalties, which I think reduces his fantasy football scored output significantly. So I just put a warning sign on that. Okay, take that. I'll take that one. I'll take that. I always take your advice, John. You know that. Um, at the back, I still think it's not time to turn our backs on the Rangers' defence. I think you've got to stick with Barisic and Tab would be looking at that and Goldson. Um, and actually looking at Doigan McGinn, potentially. I think the Hibs' back line um, is where you'd want to invest your money. That is a bit of a high-rolling, high-risk strategy. Shanklin have already brought in. So to go back to Brendan's question, yes, definitely get Shanklin in. And maybe you're looking at long, too. So it's moving funds around a little bit. I still think... Defence is going to be key. Don't let this week's um, blip get to you. How does that sound? That was wonderful. Eloquently. There we go. Well, we'll see if I actually have balls to go through with it. But um, you, you, yeah, stay tuned to Twitter and you'll see what happens on Saturday. We will, of course, keep our Next question. updated whilst I scroll through the Twitter questions and just try to elongate this section to a point <laughs> where I'm happy to ask... 
FPL royalty has said, will McKenna's departure have an impact on Aberdeen's clean sheet returns? I'll take the start of this, Scooby. I think in a word, yes. I think um, especially as a supporter of Aberdeen that watched him a lot, I didn't quite maybe realise how good McKenna was uh, defensively. Ash Taylor doesn't quite look up to the job. Uh, so I think Aberdeen, yeah, certainly could be conceding more goals. Uh, and as I've alluded to already, I think it's now, there's only one answer for an Aberdeen defender if you want guaranteed starter every week, and that is Andrew Considine. Well answered. I think, that's, uh, I, think that kinda, I think that kind of covers it off. And I think to all the other questions, I think we've kind of covered them um, in... Have, um, should we just shout out the guys that have asked us questions because they're all legends? Absolutely, wanna, absolutely. So, so Brian at Blades Attacks asked us about Ayer's head um, and AC Milan. We, we've already said potentially just don't have him in your team because obviously that might, um, might muck with your plans. We've got Jordan Asica has asked if Edward is still worth the money or should we go with a jetty? Scooby, what's the answer there? Uh, go with a jetty. Go with a jetty. Um, and we've got CG, to be fair to him, we haven't quite covered this yet. Is We did cover it on last week's pod, and it's about talking about Game Week 13 again and the Scottish Cup semi-final weekend and how do you start preparing for that? And is there any decent shouts for getting players in early? I think we need to be thinking about it now, Scooby. Uh, the good man Sutty has once again shared who has blanks and who has games. So you need to be start thinking about getting Dundee United players in. Kelly, Rangers, Motherwell's a good shout as well. Um, it's, he's asked, is having three Kilmarnock players becoming necessary? I would completely disagree with that. Yeah, something not. One, one is enough. But do you know what? If you've got Kilty, I think then maybe you could have two. And maybe you go Kilty and Kabamba. But I just don't think the premium Kilmarnock assets are worth the money. Yeah, two certainly. Keep an eye on Motherwell. See where they go. Don't give up on Aberdeen just yet. Um, and then we know that you've got to have a good balance of Rangers and Celtic players. I think that would be the tips for now. And kind of All right, great. Know. Thanks so much for asking your questions again, guys. Uh, Scooby, do you want to just run through the Fantasy Fitball League table? and give some Yeah, well, you've there? just called him out. Um, Jordan Asika, or as he is in this, Asika Jordan. Please tweet in and confirm which way around your name is. Uh, uh, he is top of the league, still kind of very good game week, actually, 45 points, uh, 435 in total, uh, doing very well. I'm down there in 11th, um, and John making moves up the table at 30th. No, no, I had a bad week. It was, it was red arrows are all round. Red arrows are round, was it? Uh, we've been quite unlike me recently because obviously I had such a bad start you'd be expecting green arrows but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't to be um, down at the bottom uh, Michael Syme who's actually often our or my Hibs Intel uh, is still bottom of the league but I think that is because when you join the league late, was it? you join late and uh, you, you don't quite get it uh, get it sorted but we're, we're having a great time guys yeah. Uh, how are you feeling about the upcoming game weeks? Be, if you wildcard, are you feeling confident? Yeah, I'd be feeling good. I think it's going to be um, Celtic Hibs game we want to watch again. If Hibs can maybe spoil the party once more. Uh, I think Motherwell Rangers, as I've said, that could easily be a stalemate as well. Um, that's the midday kickoff on Sunday. But yeah, some good ones split across Saturday and Sunday, which is nice. Get kind of two. A, I think it's a really difficult game week coming up. I think there's a lot of... Um, 
there is there isn't any standout favourites, especially with Rangers going away to Motherwell. Obviously, had an excellent performance at Aberdeen. Mm. Normally, you'd be thinking captain and Rangers players. You know, can Motherwell repeat what they did? Aberdeen going away at County, you'd think, you know, they'd be great, but actually played shite at the weekend and have had a really tough fixture in Lisbon tonight. And uh, and obviously, Celtic and Hibs, the two of the form teams in the league, playing each other. So it's going to be a really tight weekend. I think it's going to be another tough weekend of scoring. Definitely. Definitely. And then we've got Friday fixtures next week. So we'll aim to get the pod out to you um, for Thursday next are you, week. Are you flying anywhere next? I'm not flying or anywhere. What's your, uh, what's your itinerary? On tarmac. Um, and then we've got then we've got two then we've got a week off we've got the international stuff coming in so uh, yeah let's look forward let's enjoy it for the next couple of weeks but yeah thanks once again for listening guys um, it's been a pleasure thanks for listening guys uh, all the best for the weekend's action <laughs>